The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin Shu Chu Mouthful Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, content manager over at So-Called Fantasy Experts and founder of FantasySixPack.net. Co-host running a little late today, so we'll just uh, get rolling without him. Um, so week 14 is in the books. That was the first week of the playoffs for a lot of people, the opening round. If, if you didn't have the bye week or um, if you had, you know, eight teams in the playoffs, you, you most likely played last week. And um, needless to say the week 14 did not go very well for a lot of people, especially those, including myself who played against the Le'Veon Bell uh, 50 points in a PPR league is not going to, usually mean that you're going to have, have a lot of success against your opponent. Uh, but, you know, it, it was a, a very low-scoring week all across the board, it seemed like. So, you know, that that really ruined your chances of making up those kind of numbers or making up the, the difference against those kind of numbers from one player uh, even more than in a, in a normal week. So – it just, I just kind of kept watching that game just going, would somebody from Buffalo please tackle him? And it just never happened. So it is what it is. That's fantasy football. So you, uh, you move on and you hope next year turns out to be better. So good luck to the rest of the people in the fantasy six pack league. There are four left and um, yep. That's, that's pretty much the deal there. So um. The, the topics tonight that we're going to cover here is, you know, we'll be getting into whether or not you, you start your stud guys here. We've got, a, we've got a lot of players that are, that are considered must starts in, in most weeks, but are, but are, are, are kind of struggling lately. So we'll have to see, you know, we'll go through a couple of those and, and see what's going on with with them and then a question that, that we're going to ask ourselves tonight is what to do or should you allow owners from your team from your league who are no longer in contention for money you know whether it be first or second place or even a third place game so if, if they're in contention for those places in your league then by all means do what you need to do. But those, those, those teams and owners who have already been knocked out, should you allow them to pick up players still? And this is, of course, in a non-keeper league, a non-dynasty league. This is a standard redraft league. Um, and and we'll, we'll go ahead and start there just because I feel like I can – I can rant a little bit about that until my co-host shows up. Uh, he just texted me and said he'll be another minute. Uh, so 
you know, we have the, I don't want to call them out too much. I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names, but we have an owner in, in the fantasy six pack league that went out and picked up Kenneth Farrow, picked up Marquise Lee. And he wasn't, he didn't even make the championship bracket. He's in the consolation bracket. Um, so it's not like he even lost last week, like me. He, he just he was never in it. Um, I've had I've had stuff like this happen in the past, and you know I've kind of always just been like uh, whatever. They usually pick up players like it's not a big deal, because um, at this point in the season, not a usually usually not a lot happens in my opinion. Not that I can remember. You know, you usually don't get like really big pickups like a Kenneth Farrow, um, who's now going to see starter minute or starter snaps. Um, just pop up in week 15, week 16. So usually I just kind of let it slide and just kind of tell the owner like, Hey, just cool it. Like, don't worry about it. Um, but let's not do that. Let's leave the guys. Let's leave those guys to uh, the owners who are still in it. But this year, like Kenneth Farrow, he's a big pickup. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised that, the the teams that are still in it didn't go after him before he did. He had a kind of a medium uh, waiver rank, I think. But I don't know. I mean, I, if if you're listening and you have an opinion on this, I'd love to have you call in and 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 chime in on it. But you know, my opinion is you really shouldn't do this. And and maybe I should think ahead while I'm commissioner and and see if I can lock teams that aren't in it from picking up players. I've just never really thought it would be a big deal. Uh, and ultimately this one hasn't been, there was one other owner who kind of was like, Whoa, what happened? Like, but it, it just to me, like, it's just not something that I feel like you should do as, as an owner who's not in the playoffs. Leave those players who are going to matter and possibly make a difference to the owners who are actively playing for the championship belt. Now, even if you're not playing for money, you should still leave those guys to the players who can win bragging rights. You know, sometimes <laughs> – to me, winning bragging rights is almost more important than winning, you know, the $200 prizes in my leagues. You know, I don't play for high stakes, you know, so I get it. Those of you who are in high stakes leagues would probably be super pissed to see this happen. But, you know, yeah, I, I just play for bragging rights a lot of times. And, and I think you still should just leave, leave those guys for the other owners. So I, I don't know. It it's an interesting one to me. I think that you know AJ unfortunately has still not been able to call in, so I think we're gonna have to move on from it. I know he has some. Uh, I know he had something he needed to say about this topic, but you know I think to to save time and to move on, I think we'll we'll just you know hopefully hopefully when he jumps in, we'll we'll wrap back with him quickly here. The uh, <clears throat> The next topic, though, is it's kind of evaluating your your must start, your stud players that have been struggling. Should I say the that word? The last couple of weeks, and hopefully, you know, you made it past their struggling games to this point. Um, I'll start with a big one here, and and it's Drew Brees. I mean, over the last couple of weeks here, he 
he's really struggled on the road. Um, you know, well, actually, one was at home against Detroit, where everybody thought he was going to have a huge game. He threw three interceptions. Um, you know, the yardage is nice, 326 yards. The But no touchdowns, three interceptions, total of 10 fantasy points. Um, the this, this last week, Tampa Bay, at Tampa Bay, threw a touchdown, but still three interceptions again. You know, this is... This is not the Drew Brees that, that we remember. And, um, you know, honestly, I, I'm an owner of him in, in the one league I'm still alive in. And I, I really, I really don't know what to do. It's, it's one of those, do I distrust him because it's Drew Brees, but the matchup is also horrible this week. You look at, you look at who he's playing. It's Arizona. Arizona is, one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best. You know, you you look at the fantasy points against for Cardinals against the quarter, against quarterbacks. It's the fourth least, so it's definitely not a good matchup for him. And <clears throat> I hate to say it, but you you really should consider benching him. Now I have him ranked fairly high still because it's Drew Brees in my rankings, but I don't be surprised if at 12 o'clock on Sunday, I changed my mind. It's just, I don't get a good feeling about this game. Drew Brees can easily, you know, we've seen it many, many times where Drew Brees can easily just, put up a horrible performance on the road. We saw it last week against Tampa Bay. We've seen it many, many times before. So a struggling Drew Brees, a struggling offense in general in New Orleans, on the road against a really good defense is not a recipe for success in the fantasy playoffs. So unfortunately, though, in that same league, I do have two quarterbacks on my roster in that league because – Somebody ended up dropping Russell Wilson right before their right before his little hot streak there in the middle of the year. And, you know, I kind of saw it come in and pounced on it and thought, you know, I've got Breeze. I'm really never going to start Wilson, but I don't want to have to face Wilson when he does what he did at the end of last year. I kind of saw it coming. <clears throat> now it it started, but it has quickly fizzled out. And the last couple of weeks have been pretty bad. This past week was just plain awful. And five interceptions against Green Bay of all teams. Now this week, he's another interesting one. You know, you've seen a few bad weeks in a row here now from him. Uh, Three to be exact. Or or I wouldn't say bad, but under under par for him. You know, this week... He is facing the Rams, who allow quite a bit of points against quarterbacks. They're they're not they're not awful, but they're not good. They're kind of middle of the road. So it, the potential for a big game is definitely there. But you know you you've got you've got two guys here who. Most weeks you're thinking, oh, you've got to start either one of these guys, but it's just 
not happening for him right now. And, and unfortunately, I own both of them. I mean, it's scary to think I'm actually tempted to pick up somebody like Andy Dalton, which I'm not going to do just because I would kick myself if Drew Brees or Wilson went off. I'd rather lose that way than if I picked up Andy Dalton and 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 he went off. Or I don't know. Like it's just, it's just a weird scenario here where I think I'm gonna have to play one of these guys and just hope it works out. And here's AJ. So let's let's get him in here. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up? Hey, sorry about that. Had a uh, <laughs> work emergency that my super called me and we needed materials that was not delivered to a job or left off the truck for tonight. So I had to run back to my office, like literally got the call maybe 20 minutes after I left the office. thought he was just, you know, yanking my chain because he's down at a work function with a couple of our other coworkers. And was just like, dude, are you messing with me here? You really need me to go? It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) So I apologize for that. Well, but, uh, just uh, you know, we we already I caught, kind of I caught the, you know a little bit of the the convo there with the the Breeze and Wilson. Um, well, so I actually want to get your thoughts about the first the the question that I proposed, and it's should you let owners who are no longer in the playoffs and no longer in the running for money or the championship belt if you're not playing for money still pick up players like is this something that other owners should do and should you allow it no it should not be allowed and and i don't see the point aside from you know flexing your own ego to say oh hooray i managed to win the consolation bracket like good for you dude nobody cares Uh, i mean no (laughs) one is paying attention to your matchup other than you. Now I say that, and I am one to at least set a lineup for playoffs, regardless of if I'm in it or not. I'll set a lineup. You know, football is a little different, but baseball, I'll go in at least have guys that are playing. Right. But I, I don't care. I'm not out there like making moves or trying to pick guys up or get another, um, you know, start. Uh, out of out of my matchup or whatever, like I, I don't care. Once I'm out, I, I'm I'm relieved. I'm relieved that I'm done, especially in baseball because it's such a long, drawn out season. Um, but I, I don't think people should make the move. Uh, I don't allow it in my league, and it is a keeper league. Now that that's the only side of the argument that I see that people talk about. Well, it's a keeper league, you know, how 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 are we supposed to be able to go out and get guys that, that we might want to keep and this and that? Like I was telling you earlier, somebody dropped Matt Ryan in my league to pick up Kobe Fleener, and then he comes back and says it was all strategy because he also had Le'Veon Bell. So he had a huge lead, and then he was just trying to pad his lead um, by putting in – um, Fleener instead of playing Martellus Bennett. So if he, in his eyes, if he had gone into this and his matchup was much closer, he would have run the risk with Bennett because of his big play potential. So 
you know, that that I could see someone in a keeper league going and being like, oh, well, I want to go out and get Matt Ryan now because I might keep him next year. Well, there's a simple way around that. You want to allow people not to make pickups or force them to not make the pickups, your keepers need to be on your roster before playoffs start. Anybody you pick up in the playoffs is not keeper eligible. So yeah, that's, that's the way around it. That's the way around it. I mean, it's, it's very simple. So, um, but yeah, I don't, yeah, it takes a like little bit of, of extra work from the, from the commissioner in this case, you, you know, to kind of go back through and yeah. figure out if the player they're keeping is, is somebody they picked up in the playoffs or if it's somebody that they had on their roster before week 13 or 14 or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it, look, I, at the end of the day, I agree with you, and I don't, I don't want to harp on this subject a whole bunch longer because we both agree that, you know, there's, yeah. just, no, there's just no reason for people to pick. You know, it happened in our league this, this year, and I'm not going to name names. But, you know, Kenneth Barrow got picked up, which is actually kind of shocking. Um, considering the guy who he, had the number one waiver claim owned Melvin Gordon, or no, owned TJ Yeldon as his running back, too, and didn't go after Pharaoh. It's like, what is this guy doing? Uh, so, I mean, like, he kind of dropped the ball. Not paying attention. Like, and, <laughs> and, like, I don't know what the number one C is doing at this point. Um, well, and, so. but that's just it, too. It's like, now, now what do you do? Do you go back and say, I can't do hey, anything. sorry, I can't man. Do anything. I'm, I'm going to revert this. If it's if it's before, I mean, you, you have to have the rule set in place beforehand. Obviously, I, I agree. You can't you can't go into it and say this and that and whatever. And it, it happens every year in my one baseball league. Somebody goes and makes pickups, and it happened this year. The guy was out of it, and it was like three rounds in. You know, we're we're in championship week, and he's still out there making moves. It's like, dude, yeah, it's nonsense. What the hell? This is the reason for it. And I mean, I guess what's going to, I guess what I'm going to have to do is, and I can do this, I can go and lock people's teams from making transactions. You know, I just, yeah, to me, logically, I think think I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm not going to pick up players. So like, I just kind of think, Oh, other people have common sense. They're not going to do it either. But it happens, yeah. and it, like you're saying, it happens in your other it. leagues. It happens in in our leagues. It happens all over the place, and it's so maybe yeah. it is something that commissioners are going to have to start paying attention to and and stopping because it it really does it. It's not fun for the teams that are in it. Like they should be the ones picking up these guys and and being able to take advantage of them because you're not taking advantage of them. You're winning the consolation. No, you're good job. Good for you. Like I get it. There's some leagues, and this is the last thing I'll say on because I know we got to move, but. I get that there's some leagues that do actually have like a toilet bowl champion and whatever. Yeah, but that's here a good again, point. It, it it needs to be put uh, into the you know the rules ahead of time that hey those of you in the toilet bowl you know you have to win with the team you have going into the playoffs. You can't snake a good player from somebody who's actually playing for something just so you can win this. I mean, well, I can't really say that because they're technically playing for something too. So I was going to say, in that that's case, where it gets a little, it, it gets I a little. I may leave it open. If yeah. you have a toilet bowl and you have, you know, like a, you know, if you ever read like Matthew Berry's book, he talks all these stories where like the loser league has to get some, you know, funny tattoo, you know, like a guy got like a rainbow yeah. tattoo, like on his butt or something. Like, it's just funny, you know, like, uh, you know, you, you see those types of leagues where the, you know, the loser has to do something totally embarrassing 
I think I yeah. would leave it open in that case. But if we yeah, mostly and, don't have that, so I, I think you've got to, I think you've got to shut it down. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna start trying to make it a point to do it in our league. But moving on, you know, I, you caught the the tail end there. You know, so I was talking about you know Drew Brees struggling coming into this week, the last couple of weeks. He's thrown three interceptions in consecutive weeks. Russell Wilson just is another quarterback that's been struggling. And of course, in the one league I'm still active in, I have both of them. And I'm like, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. So it, take out my situation. I'm not, I'm not looking for an answer to my situation. I will figure it out later. But in – in most leagues, are you just rolling with these guys, you know, thinking, hey, these are my studs. These are who got me here. I need to use them because it's freaking Drew Brees. Like, is this – are you just using him? I also own Drew Brees in the only league that I'm in still, and I see our thing how week 14 went. It went badly. It went very badly. We had, um, you know, we were playing the, the if game – um, that we talked about earlier, but we won't go into that tonight, but we were playing that, you know, with my coworker league and then we lost, we got blown out. Um, and then we, I lost in our league because of whatever reason, I don't even know how, how I lost in our league, but, um, guys just didn't perform. And, you know, the only reason that I'm still in it in my league is because I had the buy. That's the only reason I probably would have lost in that league too, because I started Drew Brees in my bi-week lineup. Um, He's been absolute garbage the past two weeks. And no, I don't think I am starting him this week. Um, It's very hard for me to to trust him. I I don't have, uh, well, I was hoping to get Matt Ryan because he was dropped in that league. And, oh, that's ridiculous. You know, that's but a whole, that's another, that's a that's whole other conversation. Nobody's be driving that Ryan in week 13. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that next week, and, and it'll be a nice little – next week will just be a nice little rant week. Um, so, um, <laughs> We're good at those. I, I just – yeah. <laughs> I just think that, you know, I, that was my option. I was like, wow, he's out there. But I had the 10 out of 10 waiver claim, so I knew it was oh, unlikely no I would get him. No chance. The guy that got him already has three quarterbacks on his roster. There's no reason other than to cock block me or anybody else still in the playoffs. I would absolutely do the same thing. It's a savvy move on his end, but it it sucks at the same time. So, you know, because I was hopefully, you know, banking on getting him. But, you know, I, I don't think I even have another quarterback on my roster right now. No, I do not. Um, so, I mean, he's got a tough matchup at Arizona. Arizona plays much better at home than they do on the road. Um, You know, Drew Brees a lot of times is somewhat matchup proof. Um, And and he's been absolutely phenomenal this year, aside from week two at the Giants, another road game, and week four at San Diego. Um, You know, those were his two lowest scoring games before week 13 and 14. And the Detroit game in week 13 was an absolute disaster uh, because of the matchup. I I mean, he still threw for 326, but he had zero touchdowns and three interceptions. That is not helping you secure your spot in the playoffs. So, you know, that, that was a horrible performance and, and, 
you know, you got other guys out there, uh, you know, some of the big-name receivers that have just been disappointments all season. You know, I mentioned them earlier uh, when we were going back and forth with ideas for tonight. And, you know, you're looking at your DeAndre Hopkins, your your Todd Gurley, your, uh, you know, Allen Robinson, guys that just haven't been there for you all year. You know, I can I can understand you sitting them in the playoffs because you're worried about them continuing on the bad seasons they've had. But we're really, we're, we're looking at guys that have been good and just yeah. recently kind of fallen off. You know, this is when it counts. I mean, not that the regular season doesn't count, but you have a lot more leeway if, oh, I, I bombed this week. Okay, well, I got next week. Well, guess what? You bomb week 14, you're out. Goodbye. You're, yeah, you, you're you know, playing for the consolation of, of fifth place or whatever, you know, yeah. loser place you're trying to get into. And, and I hate I've, that they I've, call it the winner's consolation bracket. It's like, that's just a kick in the nuts. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, I've, I've said this before about playoff fantasy football in that it, it really becomes almost like DFS but not at the same level because you don't have pickings, you know, you can't pick and choose from everybody, but you can, yeah. you know, if, if guys like Kenneth Farrow are out there all of a sudden, or, you know, you got somebody like breeze on your team and somebody like, I don't know. I just threw out a name earlier. I was like Andy Dalton, you know, who has a, a fairly decent matchup. Or if for some reason, Tyrod Taylor is out there who has a fantastic matchup, then, you know, it, do you can you possibly do that? Like, could you start somebody like that over Drew Brees? And, and I kind of think the answer is yes. Like, if it, it is yes, I mean, for me, yeah. it's yes because, like I said, I was already planning on it. I mean, you've got Kaepernick out there who's got a real nice matchup at Atlanta. Um, then again, he's had two pretty you know, ideal matchups the past two weeks at Chicago and then at home in against the Jets. I mean, it was somewhat of a bounce back last week. I guess you could call it that because of how bad he was in Chicago. I mean, the yeah, dude was crazy was better for than the week. ball. Yeah, anything was better than week 14 for him. Or week yeah. 13, I mean. So, 13, yeah. And, and, you know, the weather played a factor in that. I will give them that, but that much of a factor – Mm, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. Um, you know, so he's someone that you could look at. Andy Dalton is out there in my league that I'm in. Joe Flacco's out there. Uh, Carson Palmer, you know, Alex Smith oh. has a pretty nice matchup, but he sucks. Uh, <laughs> Trevor, Sim- Trevor Simeon's out there. I mean, he's coming off of one of his best games of the year. He's you know, playing really uh, well. Like you, well, no, I said that wasn't that good of a game for him. I'm sorry. Um, Simeon's been three, been good. He's been good though. I mean, he had three. He had over 300 yards again. Uh, he only had the one touchdown to, I believe, Sanders. So, you know, you, you'd like to see more touchdowns, but you know, he's got a, a tougher matchup against New England. Well, they're not actually that tough against the quarterbacks. But here again, Joe Flacco, Mister Elite, just went out there and put up you know, really solid numbers against New England. So, you know. Well, they got down three got, scores in like a blink of an eye, so that, that helped a lot. Oh, but. exactly. 
It's like yeah, I don't know. Pike it's safety. Tough, Pike touchdown. What Pike what? Do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know I, what I'm I mean. It's do. it's I'm... tough, and it's it's hard to it's hard to play. You know, devil's advocate, and you know, our, our listeners are listening because they want our advice, and and they want to know what to do. That that's this entire industry is all about listening to everyone but yourself. I feel like sometimes. Yeah. And, I honestly and, think I'm still going to stick with Breeze or Wilson. I just have to kind of flip the coin and figure out which one I'm going to do. These guys are proven. I don't want to go into the semifinals with a Trevor Simeon or even an Andy Dalton. No. You know, I mean, that's... With, with a hobbled, a possibly a hobbled A.J. Green. If A.J. Green was healthy, I think Andy Dalton would be a much easier choice. You know, guys like that. Yeah. Now, just to throw another quarterback out there who – looks like he might be struggling is Derek Carr. And he had a horrific game. Now, granted, it's only been one game, but he's got that dislocated pinky and he had his easily his worst game of the season last week against Kansas City. Now, Kansas City is good defense. Don't get me wrong, but Kansas City hasn't done that to anybody all year long, much less a quarterback who's been top notch all year long. So, you know, what do you do if you're a Derek Carr owner? You know, is it the same type of situation where you're just going, I can't do it, and just wipe your hands? I mean, they got a fairly decent matchup against San Diego. Well, but are you and, just wiping your hands clean going, I can't do it because of the pinky? Maybe maybe it's more than they're leading on? I, I, it could be more than they're leading on, and that's why injuries are so fickle because you never get the 100% story, I feel like, until game day. Um but his, his he's had three games this year under 200 yards, and they were against Baltimore in Week Four, where he was at 199. But he threw four touchdowns and had a great game because of that. So I don't really count that one. Um, and and then he's at uh, at home against Denver in Week Nine. He had no touchdowns, no turnovers, um, but only threw for 184 yards. And then last week against at Kansas City, which is a tough place to play to begin with. He puts up a 117 spot with no, again, no touchdowns, no um, turnovers. Um, So he didn't hurt himself with turnovers, but he didn't help himself with very poor yardage. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch that game specifically, but I I heard a lot about it. And, you know, him, him and Crabtree are both dealing with this, you know, finger issue. Um, and, And Crab had it terrible game again well, everybody um, had a bad game again <laughs> yeah i mean the the entire the only guy that didn't do horrible aside from latavius uh, murray murray right um so. but you know he he's played bad against really good teams um and, and even his first game against kc was was kind of you know mediocre um did have two turnovers, only one touchdown, and just over 200 yards. Um, but he had over 300 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception against San Diego the first time in Oakland. So now they go on the road, which they've been fantastic on the road before last week. So I, I think I might still roll the dice with him just based on what he's done and, and the matchup. And if I was a Breeze and a Car owner somehow, I would play Car over Breeze, and just not not worry about having to go pick somebody else up. 
Interesting. So, interesting. You know, I, I, I think that that would be a, a fun a, conundrum to be in. Yeah. I just, I just pulled. It's interesting. I just pulled up the numbers for weeks twelve through fourteen for fantasy quarterbacks. Now, this is using Fantasy Pro's standard scoring. I don't exactly know what their standard scoring is, but the, there's a bunch of quarterbacks at the top that you're like, really? Kirk Cousins is number one. I guess that doesn't totally surprise me, but to see him actually be number one kind of does. I knew he was up there, but wow. Number two, Joe Flacco. Like what? This guy's been doo doo all year. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Flat, he's he's really come on in these past couple weeks, and you know, I mean, he's been he's been consistent. I mean, he's getting you know, and this is based off of my league scoring. He's getting you know, front since the bye, he's got fifteen seven, twenty six three against Cleveland. The first was against Pittsburgh, at Dallas only a fifteen one. You know, at home against Cincy, 13-6. Uh, at home against Miami, he blows up. Like, these last two games, he's absolutely blown up and had yeah. huge yardage totals. Um, you know, if he if he tops 300 yards, he's, he's having a good game, it seems like, almost. I mean, he's, ha- he's had a couple earlier in the season where he was just over the, the, the triple mark, but not great games. But um, – I mean, he's got a Philly defense coming in who's, you know, the team in general is struggling. Um, You know, I just don't – and part of me is putting a lot of stock into that game two weeks ago at home against Miami. I mean, if they come out and they play like that against Philly this weekend, good night. I mean, Eagles might as well not even get on the bus. Um, and come down here. It's just going to be a horrible game for them. Um, yeah. You know, and really, really all they have going for them right now is Zach Ertz. I mean, their defense has, has still been, been okay, but but Ertz has been awesome over the past few weeks. Um, but, you know, they've given up at least two touchdowns to the last three quarterbacks that, that they've faced. And Kirk Cousins, Dalton, and um, Rogers. Yeah, I don't know. It's still hard for me to trust Flacco, but he's he is an interesting one. I mean, Philly. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird. I mean, Philly's still been pretty decent against the pass overall this season, but they are kind of reeling right now. So I, you know, I understand. You know, if I wouldn't put him over there above like a breeze or something like that. It's just easy. He just can't do it. Joe Flacco has too many games where he just puts up like nothing. I mean, absolutely yeah. nothing. So I just, I just can't do it. Um, anyway, that was just kind of interesting. I was just looking at that. Like the first two names, it was like, Oh, all right. You know, above Rogers and Brady, they're the next two. So those are the guys you can yeah. see up top. So yeah. And we move it on to a couple, a couple running backs here that I wanted to mention, you know, one is Spencer Ware and, you know he kind of keeps getting that wider that running back one slot in the rankings, but when you really look at it, I I don't really know why. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with with matchups the last few weeks. You know he just always seems to have good matchups. You know starting with Oakland in week six, New Orleans, Indy, 
uh, Carolina was kind of tough, but then Tampa, Denver, you can run on Atlanta's you can run on. And then Oakland, again, the matchups are just screaming, start this guy. You know, he's clearly the guy and, you know, he started out great, um, but he's just kind of fizzled out like the last few weeks, uh, except for the Atlanta game where he had two touchdowns, but the yardage wasn't there. And that's the thing, like the yardage hasn't been there. So if he doesn't score, he's getting you next to nothing. Uh, I mean, yeah. is it time to bump this guy down into like the running back two, maybe even flex consideration? Like, are we really overranking this guy? We haven't talked about him at all this year. I don't know why. We really haven't. I mean, the only time we really popped in is when he came in for Charles, and then I feel like he got injured right after that. Um, but, you know, he – he has had good matchups, but the, like you said, he, he had three weeks in a row, Carolina, Tampa, and Denver, where he had over 60 yards. And then he drops all the way down to only 29 yards for – this is all for rushing, by the way, and, and, and a touchdown against Atlanta, and then had the receiving touchdown. Those are the only touchdowns he's scored. I mean, it, at least – Since week seven, yeah. So, I mean, he had his most carries – Last week that he's had since week six against Oakland the first time, um, and I, I don't have his his stats for receiving in front of me, but I mean, he always catch like two I think or three he definitely have to bump him like down. I mean, twenty and thirty he, yards. Yeah, That's he's good. Kind of he's good for at least you know three passes. I feel like um, so. Okay, that's nice in a full point PPR, but. You know, if you only have half point PPR, it's not helping you a whole lot. And and I definitely think he needs to be bumped down. He he's just not performing against these guys, and he's got a tough matchup this week against Tennessee. Yeah, so, Tennessee's not an easy team to run on. So. I mean, he he finishes out against Tennessee and then Denver, and he put up an an okay game against Denver, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, both of these are home games, so I feel like that kind of bodes well for Kansas City in general. Yeah. But, you know, that that Denver game's going to be big. So, he could he could have a big game there, but you know, I'm not really I'm not really feeling them right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm looking at my rankings while while picking these guys out, and you know, I noticed even I had him ranked. I think I had him ranked sixth all right now, and I did, then I started looking. I'm like, wait, why? Why do I have him ranked sixth? It doesn't make any <laughs> what sense. What am I doing? <laughs> so I'm I'm just like I'm dropping him. Like this conversation is making me drop him in my rankings. <laughs> um, I'm going like this doesn't You've make any sense. You've already dropped three spots <laughs> just just since you've been talking. Yeah. So you know and. You know, but so another guy I wrote down was Mark Ingram, and granted, this one's not a hundred percent fair because he is hurt and he has a toe injury, and that's clearly affecting him. But it's clearly affecting him, <laughs> and so it matters. But and and he you know last week got you nothing, and so it, it was horrible. That didn't help me. You know, that just helps me lose even more by playing him, but. You know, the week before when he was, you know, supposedly healthy, only five points in standard leagues. The week before that was awesome, 28. But, you know, the weeks before that, seven and six. You know, Hightower is kind of muddling this thing up in Hightower, but Hightower is not really useful either. You know, Hightower is even less useful, in my opinion, than Ingram when Ingram plays. 
So I think Ingram's obviously completely out. But if if you've got Ingram, you know, are you are you using this guy? Um, mm. Are you just plugging in your your flex, your running back two? I, I don't think that before? I am. I, I mean, he's shown that he he can fall off pretty easily um, with you know, with this injury. So I'm kind of staying away from him right now. I just, I just, I don't trust him. And like I said, I mean, he, he almost goes as Drew Brees goes, sort of. I mean, if if Brees is having a decent game, I feel like then it's his turn. He's also going to have a pretty decent game, but. Because he does catch passes. So it does definitely, it definitely helps him. Yeah. But, but, you know, but I, just think, and, I just think so, overall okay. this, the injury is hurting him too much. So I got a question. Literally. I mean, if you pick up Pharaoh, and, and whatever, this kind of spoils what I was going to talk about later. Uh, I mean, injury related. If, I'm sure everybody listening huh. knows this by now. Yeah. If you picked up <laughs> Kenneth Pharaoh, you picked up Kenneth Pharaoh because Melvin Gordon's most likely not going to play this week. You start, you just go on. I'm picking up. I'm I'm plugging in Pharaoh over Ingram. Is it is it that easy? Uh, I don't know if that is that easy. Um, <laughs> I mean, we don't know who Kevin Pharaoh is. Um, no. So it's it's actually kind of funny because I know a guy named Kevin Pharaoh, but. Uh, so I know I who he Kenneth is. Pharaoh. Not a I keep saying Kevin. Or Kenneth Pharaoh. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that that's a little risky for me. I, I still don't necessarily want to play Ingram, but I want to see what my options are ahead of just picking up, you know, the new guy that's supposed to start. And, and, I mean, it's not even, you know, a foregone conclusion. He's definitely – he should definitely be the starter. But just based on, you know, some of the uh, some of the stuff I was reading on on him was talking about his, you know, poor pass defense help and, and this and that. So, I mean, he might lose a little time to uh, Ronnie Hillman, of all people. So, oh, God. You know, it, is that enough to scare you away from using the guy? Who knows? But, um, you know, here again, Ingram, he's got a toe issue and a knee issue he's dealing right with right now, and he's a non-participant today at practice. So, you know, I, I feel like that could be a maintenance thing and whatever, but I, I just think that he's he's not he's not running real well. Yeah, no, I mean, look, right now, considering considering Gordon's out and Farrow, I mean, look, it's still Ronnie Hillman. This is going to yeah. be the majority of Kenneth oh, yeah. Farrow. So, yeah, I, I'm all for using Kenneth Farrow over Ingram. Um, but it, it's tough, man. It's hard to use these unknowns or these – a little more unreliable players 
over these these studs, and that's the point of the conversation. You know, the, the last guy I have down here is Booker, and I think we're kind of all on the same page with Booker. But it is somebody that a lot of yeah. people still think should be the guy, you know, and still should get you a bunch uh, yeah. of points. But Booker's just well, not getting it done. And the fact of the matter is, like, if you're still relying on Booker, probably are out. But if you're, you're still you're relying not. on Booker. <laughs> then you need to look elsewhere. You need to go pick up a, another flex guy who just is a PPR, you know, maybe he's going to catch five or six passes for 30 yards and get you more points than Booker is going to get you 20 yards. Like, this is not happening. Um, Booker had so three carries was, for one yard last week. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know I, Tennessee I is a – is a, that bad. He's, he, it was a tougher matchup, mind you, but – it's not getting any better with New England and KC. I mean, I, I was trying to push to drop this guy in my, my co-worker league, and my, my one uh, co-worker is just like, oh, well, I'd like him for the depth. And, you know, with Bibbs out, you know he's going to be the guy. And I'm like, no, he's not. Forsett is going to get carries above him. And Forsett already knows the coach's offense. You know, Booker had one good game. Forsett got six carries for 17 yards. Yeah, Woo, told you. Don't what happened up. to the rushing game at Denver? It's awful. Um, I don't. I do not. Maybe get it, but Anderson's I, I, a lot better than we thought. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> he could very well be. Yeah, but, I mean, who, Booker, who knows? Booker's had he's had some decent games. I can't say that he was like a one trick pony, but he's he's just not explosive enough I feel like to to really get it done and if he I mean he's only got three touchdowns rushing on the year so he's not getting you a lot there I mean you you gotta hope that he finds the end zone no he's definitely not I just think even even without Peyton Manning there you know this is a pass first offense so I just I don't I just don't see it you know so so we'll just finish. I'll just lump a bunch of these guys together for receivers here. You know, we've got Julio. He's kind of a special case. Like, if he plays though, and he's supposed to be even near, he's going to be full go, not a hundred percent, but he's full go. You're playing him, right? Julio? No. Really? Nope. You're if he's a full go. All right, if he's, he's a full go, yeah, but I just I don't think he's going to be a full go. So okay, I'm if, not asking you to predict the future. I said if he's full go, I know. not a hundred percent. If he's full go, if they say he's going to go and he's not going to have any restrictions, he's not going to be hundred percent, but he's not going to have any restrictions. Then then he, yes, he, I would play him, but okay. I I don't. I don't like think so either, but that's besides the point. We can't we can't predict that. Right now it's not looking yeah. good, but um a couple of the guys just off the top of my head here. Brandon Marshall, uh, obviously we know Allen Robinson has been kind of miserable all year. I think he's kinda of out of the question at the, you know, out of the out of most lineups at this point. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I'm just looking down the list here. Um Kelvin Benjamin's been pretty bad. Um, yeah, Terrell you Pryor called that one early. So. Yeah, Terrell Pryor's been 
you know, is, is maybe not Last looking like he's he going to be so good with, with RG3. You know, Snead's been kind of up and down, more bad lately than good. Like, are these guys yeah, that you yeah. can kind of rely on, on all year? They just move in Michael automatically. Michael Thomas is bench. another one. I well, mean, Michael I know Thomas we're like... Hurt. Michael Thomas got hurt. Exactly. You know, yeah, that's you can true. do about that's that. True. Thomas has been a stud. Like, I'm not... If he, Thomas can awesome. go... If Thomas can go, I'm using him. But... You know, the rest of these guys, I think another one I'm thinking of is, is, is well, yeah, there's another receiver from New Orleans. You know, Cooks has been kind of, you know, just kind of whatever no, lately. Sorry, Cooks. Cooks, yes. You know. I No, so, I, I don't it, – it, and, and it's like I hate, I hate to pick on New Orleans because you always look at them as this high-powered, high-scoring offense. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed, but – everybody finds a way to get fed somehow because of Drew Brees. So, again, here, you know, as Drew Brees goes, New Orleans goes. And, and I just don't trust Brees right now, so I'm not liking any of those guys. Um, Cooks and, and, and Amari Cooper's another guy, too, um, that we could potentially throw in there who's been, you know, up and down really a lot of the season. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I agree. You know. It's a good matchup this week, though. I I kind of really like Cooper, but it's uh, yeah, he's been kind of hit or miss. If he doesn't score, he's usually kind of not doing a whole lot for you. I don't really. He drops more passes than almost anybody. It's weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all these guys, like you know, if if I own somebody like a Malcolm Mitchell, who's really kind of just coming on the scene here, or a Taylor Gabriel, who is potentially even with Julio in the lineup, just busting out here at the end. Uh, a guy like an Adam Thielen, who's doing awesome right now. Like these guys, yeah. I potentially start over these really struggling, you know, I'm doing air quotes right now, superstars. You know, you just, you have to recognize this in the playoffs or you're going to be dead. Sometimes you, you, you ride your studs, but sometimes you have to realize that it's just you've got to you've got to cut the you've got to cut the cord sometimes, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. And that that's that's how you win. I mean, you you can win by riding your studs if they're still producing. But if they start to waver, you also need to follow suit and start to waver on them and find guys that are going to produce and you know, think a little outside of the box or sometimes way outside of the box. Like if you're picking up Pharaoh and starting a Pharaoh over, you know, a usually good Mark Ingram. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not talking it, if they do bad one week, you know, if, if Drew Brees oh, yeah. just had one bad game, you just chalk it up to a bad game, but this has been like two or three weeks in a row now where you're like, who's, where's Drew Brees? I mean, we were doing the same exactly. thing as Aaron Rodgers early in the season. It was like, where's Aaron Rodgers? And people were actually trying to bench Aaron Rodgers. But that wasn't fantasy yeah. playoffs. You know, that's – you know, and so it was obviously a little easier to do it then. But it's just the point is, if you notice a trend, you still have to notice trends in the playoffs. If, you're, if your players are performing bad or poorly, you've got to go in another direction – if you have another decent option, obviously I'm not starting complete trash or somebody who just is, I'm not starting Matt Moore over Drew Brees. I mean, like that's not, that's not what I'm doing. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the injuries. We spent a lot of time on that, but you know, I think it's a good conversation to have. 
Um, yeah. Injuries, though, Stafford, he's dealing with some sort of uh, – I don't know why. I forgot to write down my notes on this. But I know he's dealing with some sort of finger, hand injury, like possibly ligament damage. Is, is that what I read? I don't – I don't know why I didn't write it down. Uh, Stafford. Stafford. Yeah. A finger injury in his throwing hand. You know, he's got a glove on the rest of the year. Um, So he's injured. He's going to play through it. Tannehill has an ACL and MZL sprain is what they're saying. I think his foregone conclusion is done this week, if not the rest of the year. Uh, Matt Moore, as I just speculated, is going to start. No, you're not playing that more. Um, you weren't no. even starting to hill, so stop. Move on. Um, as we mentioned before, Melvin Gordon most likely out, so I'm not um, not counting on him. Kenneth Farrow is his replacement, so if you are a Melvin Gordon owner and for some reason Farrow did not get picked up last night, you need to go get him right now. Uh, Matt Forte, as you know, Full well. Um, yeah, thanks, Forte. That's why I lost. That's right. <laughs> ah, yes. That's why I lost. Yes. It's all Cause coming not back only, to me Because not only did you have Matt Forte, your opponent had Bilal Powell in his starting lineup for some reason. After doing yeah, nothing thanks, almost Kevin. all year. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Kevin. No, no idea why Bilal Powell was in his lineup, but then he just blows up. So, whatever. Um, anyway, Forte is doubtful this week, and and uh, Powell's I don't, pick I don't see him if he's even available, but he's not. He's most likely not available. He's been owned no. like all season in every league. Yeah, even though he's done nothing. Um, so I think that's all I've got for running back. I can't really think of anything else like major, except for I guess we can say that Adrian Peterson's practicing. Do we care? Uh you cared enough to pick him up, but I don't. <laughs> I dropped no, him already. I, I, I realized I should have yeah, picked up Farrow and did. Yeah, I, I think um, that's definitely the right move, like I said earlier. But I, I just think, um, you know, it, it's it's good for the Vikings. It's not good for fantasy. So no. him starting or potentially – starting next week, you know, Christmas Eve, or no, no, Christmas Eve week, sorry, two weeks from now, he was looking at at getting in there. Um, you know, they get him back in, and they're, they're still in the hunt for the playoffs, so they could make a little bit of a push here and, um, you know, make it work, but I, I just think that, that that's going to be more of a morale thing than than anything else. It's not helping your fantasy team. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I read a tweet from uh I think it uh the guy for Yahoo, Mike um um Pianowski. He um he he said sent a tweet out. He was like, I hope I hope I make the finals and the owner picked up Adrian Peterson and tries to use him against me or something like that. Just <laughs> pretty funny. He's like, go ahead. You can have him. Um, yeah. So yeah. Alshon Jeffrey, I don't have a lot of receiver injuries. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, you mentioned the Crabtree injury, so that's, that's kind of yeah, one to Crabtree look at. And, and 
Thomas. Um, uh, Sammy Watkins is apparently listed as questionable now. Yeah, well, but he's going to play. I mean, there's he's nothing, he's going to play. Yeah. He's so out, 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 he's going to play. Yeah. Alshon Jeffries returning from suspension. That's not an injury news, but he's returning. I mean, yeah. I, I guess if you held on to him, you know, maybe plug him back in. Matt Barkley doesn't seem to be as bad as we all thought he was going to be. So, yeah, that's who true. knows? Maybe he just forces the ball to Alshon, and Alshon can actually do something for once this season. Um, well, they don't They don't have Miller. You know, I think uh, – I think Meredith might have even been questionable going into today. Um, yeah, who knows? We, we've seen uh, Meredith or, or, or Wilson. Um, yeah, I mean, their uh, their receiving core has just been a you know in and out. Not Meredith. I'm sorry. It was uh, it was Marquise Wilson. Marquise Wilson. Um, yeah. Yeah, groin. Um, so he had a limited practice today. But uh, yeah, I. I it's a it's a good matchup against Green Bay, but yeah, absolutely. Is. I think Green Bay is, you know, they're they're, they're in their standard. Hey, we're going to get really hot going into the playoffs mode. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been hanging out with Frankie and uh, relaxing a lot lately. I guess so. Um, you know, it's all good. Green Bay is looking good. Yeah, they definitely are looking better. Um, tight ends here. You just wrote down. Um, Michael Bennett, ankle, shoulder. It's questionable, but, you know, he's been kind of dealing with that for a while. Fedorowicz for yeah. Houston. He's in the concussion protocol, it sounds like, so that's something to keep an eye on. But, you know, we've seen a lot of guys come back from that after just one week. So, uh, yeah, for and let's, up, let's not forget uh, your boy, Dwayne Allen, is uh, did not practice today due to a hip injury. So, we'll see how Allen he is dead to me. How the, guy comes back, the guy comes back for one <laughs> week, puts 29 points against me, and then goes away. <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds about right. Sounds about like my season. 2016 can go F yourself. Um, anyway, pick up Kenneth Farrow, Blah Pow. Uh, randomly, Marquise Lee, like, if he's still out there in your leagues, like, he's somebody who you should probably pick up at this point. And you owned him at one point this season. Um, yeah, you and then he got me, like, like two he's... points, while Alan yeah. Hearns got me, like, 20 for my bench, and uh, I, I dropped him immediately after that. And guess what? And then he's Lee is awesome. a better player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Allen, Allen's been injured, but still. Yeah, I mean, there's no quarterbacks. I mean, it's like you said. It, yeah, we kind of already we, talked we, about. We've got to rant through these tight ends. There's not a whole lot out there. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're super desperate, maybe the guy – I can't even think of his name right now. I'm blanking on it. But the guy for Chicago right now, he's been pretty decent. Um, the backup tight end for Philly, what's his name? Um Trey Burton um, or so. Yeah, he's been half. Yeah, Burton's been halfway decent in like Burton's been league. pretty good. Yeah. Um. So like you're these are guys about, are like uh, Daniel Brown, like super deep Chicago. Who? Daniel Brown for Chicago. Yeah, I mean it, it, this is like super deep league pickups. I'm not talking about like you know 12 team, 10 team leagues. You're not starting these yeah. guys. I mean, you know, you're in like super deep leagues, decent pickups. Um. I know you you did not have time to rip through your your best and worst game, so you know no, I'll, I'll, I'll just post, go. I'll post them up here real quick. Um, I'll, I'll look at I'll look at some. Just go ahead and rip through yours, and I'll. I'll so uh, so best fantasy game for me, you know, we're, we're looking at week fifteen. What we always do, you know, the the um, 
best and worst game. So my best game is Oakland and San Diego. Um, I just think this could actually turn out to, if if San Diego, if Phil Rivers does not throw four interceptions again because he loves to do that at the end of the year, then I think it's going to be a good game on both sides. Um, if not, all of the scoring is going to come from the Oakland side, including their defense. So it's going to be a good game regardless. Uh, the worst game, Jacksonville and Houston. Uh, I mean, Houston's defense isn't what it should be because um, – oh, God, what's his name? He's hurt. I'm looking – I'm watching my TV right now. So the uh, linebacker, defensive end um, for Houston. Um, Watt. Watt? Cause, yeah, because J.J. Watts, how – you know, Houston hasn't been their top-notch defense because he's been out, but they're still good. Um, Jacksonville likes to turn the ball over a ton. So I'm thinking Houston's going to shut down the Jaguars and Houston's offense is just horrible at this point. Even they've stopped giving the ball to Lamar Miller. Uh, he was another yeah. running back that I wanted to mention. And I forgot, you know, Lamar Miller is another one where it's like, you might just need to forget about Lamar Miller. He's not even getting all the carries for his team anymore. He's not even giving the most of carries on his team anymore. It's another one of those like, ugh, running backs suck. Uh, my sleeper is um, Jameis Winston. You know, I know nice. it's it. It seems like a, a tough matchup, but it's really not. Um, you know, DVOA has has them ranked pretty low. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm going with I'm going with Jameis Winston this week as my as my sleeper quarterback. I like him to be able to to light up Dallas Dallas is secondary a little bit here. Um, mm-hmm. My running back, I had a lot of trouble finding a sleeper running back just because at this point I kind of think we know what's going to happen. You know, I, I guess maybe you can go out there and say Justin Forsett because he's not really getting the love yet. Um, it's kind of the only guy I can really think of. Uh, I didn't write it down, but that's kind of the only guy I can think of right now. Um, yeah, I'll do both my receivers here back-to-back because I think it's really interesting. My sleeper receiver is going to be Ted Ginn Jr. Now, they're playing the Redskins, okay? Okay. Um, You know, the Redskins secondary as a whole is not very good once you get away from Josh Norman, right? And so that's why Ted Ginn Jr., I think, can really thrive in this matchup. Um, You're talking about against second and other wide receivers, um, the Redskins are 28th and 23rd. Now, it's kind of weird looking because against number one wide receivers, the Redskins are also 28th. But Norman doesn't shadow every receiver. I've read that he is going to shadow Kelvin Benjamin, who not only did we mention is doing horrible right now, He's now going to go against one of the top corners in the league. So he is my bust receiver. So <laughs> that's why I did him back to back. I've got Benjamin yeah. as my bust and Ginn is my sleeper because I think Benjamin's going to get shut down. Ginn's going to be able, you know, it's either going to be Ginn or Funches. And I just think Ginn's got the speed to just run past the, the Redskins secondary in his sleep. So it's, it's not gonna. It's not even gonna be a matchup there. He's he's gonna. I think he could have potentially have a huge game. Um, finishing off here with my buzz, Rivers, as I mentioned, 
I think it could be, you know, it's, I like that game from a fantasy perspective as far as, you know, maybe he could, maybe the receivers and even Pharaoh could wind up having a good game, but Rivers could still just throw like three or four interceptions and it's not even going to be a contest for him. Like it's just going to be, I think it could be ugly. Rivers just likes to fall apart at the end of the seasons every year. Um, I mentioned this to somebody, if I ever try and tout Rivers as somebody you can pick up late in drafts and win with, smack me. Because it's not happening ever, <laughs> ever. I'm tired of using him. Um, and my my bus running back is um, is Martin, just because you know Dallas is actually good against the run, and I think they can shut him down. Yeah, I uh, I think they can for sure, um, but we'll see. I mean, you, you got a couple of guys in that game, and and that's actually the game that that I think could be the best fantasy game this week. Uh, I, I listed two here, but um, Tampa at Dallas is going to be a very interesting game. You know, it's what the third or fourth straight week now that Dallas has got a pre, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a uh, prime time game. Um, so, you know, this game being in Dallas helps them, I feel like. Um, seeing as, you know, one of their only two losses came at home uh, against the same team that beat them on the road. Um, but I I think Tampa's, they're, they're a really good team right now. Uh, they're, they're playing good football. Uh, like you said, you know, Jameis has a pretty good win, uh, has a pretty good Winston. Um, he's got a pretty good matchup <laughs> against Dallas. Sounds dirty. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the plan. That was all the plan. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if Tampa went in there and, and stole a win. Um, they've been awesome on the road this year. Yeah, they have. Um, so, you know, I, I think overall Dallas probably will eat the win out, but I mean, if, if Tampa's D steps up like they have been, they're going to win a game. And, you know, it, it might, that might keep from it being an overall high-scoring game because Winston had a pretty bad week last week. But um, I like that game. Uh, the other one I like is New England at Denver. I just think, you know, both defenses are, are stout. Um, you've obviously got the GOAT in Tom Brady, and, you know, he's going to do his thing. Uh, it doesn't matter who he's throwing to. He can throw, uh, you know, 49 times to Edelman, and he'll probably catch, you know, maybe 12 of them. Um, and Chris Hogan will get thrown to five times and catch six balls somehow. Um, so that's that's going to be an interesting game to watch. Uh, my worst game is Miami at the Jets, which is a Saturday tilt. Um, found that out when I was trying to draft some people for DraftKings. It's like, where is this game? So, um, you know, Miami's kind of gone downhill the past few weeks. Um, you know, they've, they've got Matt Moore in there, like you said now, and it's Matt Moore versus Bryce Petty. Um, it's, there's just not any real sexy names in this matchup anymore right now. So I just don't see a lot out of this game. Um, uh, sleeper players. Uh, I've already kind of hinted at, at my quarterback pick here, um, and that's uh, Mr. Joe 
Joe Cool, Joe Flacco. I just I just really like Flacco this week. I think he's going to come on strong. He's going to he's going to have a good game at home again. You know, Baltimore is is reeling a little bit, but um they're going to be good. So, and uh you know, wide receiver wise, I've got um I've got Gabriel from Atlanta. You know, you've got we've already talked about Julio and uh you know, I think um I don't think Julio is going to play. And I think that, that, you know, you got Sanu who could be a, a good pick as well, but he's kind of banged up. He's all, yeah, he's so hurt too. I, so I, we don't know. I, I really think that this could be a, a good game for, um, for, for Gabriel to, to really kind of step it up here and, uh, and take off. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just say my my bust quarterback is Matt Ryan, even though I'm saying that my sleeper receiver is Gabriel. Um, and mostly this is just because I could not pick him up on the waivers, so I hope he does <laughs> terribly to, and that that you, guy you actually to the, starts the hex him. on him, huh? I'm trying to put, put the Applegarth uh, juju on him. And, uh, oh, I, I don't, are you the man at the moment? I don't know if, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that, that's, that's not really a, a, a legitimate pick, but, um, <laughs> you know, say, I, I'll get Matt Ryan ranked as the number one quarterback this week against Sam Fran. <laughs> Have fun with that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Roethlisberger actually had, you know, a down game. Um, he didn't do squat against Buffalo last week. I mean, that it was wasn't basically bad. Le'Veon. That was a bad on the that, road. Uh, I thought about that one actually. Yeah, I mean, he has. Been, he's had a horrible game against Cleveland a few weeks back in Week 11. Uh, went back on the road to Indy the following week and had a nice bounce back week, but he he did terribly last week. So. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if if he lays another egg. So I'll use him as my my main uh, my main bust there. Just kind of skipping all over the place here. Uh, my bust receiver, Fine. I'm going with Doug Baldwin. I just think that uh, you know he's had a couple of bad weeks in a row. He hasn't had a touchdown in like four weeks. I feel like maybe. Um, so just not not really feeling Baldwin right now. Going to go ahead and go back to that Atlanta-San Fran game and pick uh, Tevin Coleman as my sleeper running back. Came up and had a pretty solid game last week. Um, You know, so this matchup just screams running back, you know, um, game. So him and Freeman, I think, will both have really solid games. Um, Freeman didn't really do anything last week against L.A., but – Coleman found a way to get it done. Not necessarily on the ground. He did have a touchdown, but I feel like his was more through the air. So I could see that again. Um, but yeah, as far as the, uh, the bust running back, yeah, can't call him out because I have him. I'll go with Jonathan Stewart. I don't know. Against, Why the, not? against the Redskins? 
I, I love Gabriel, but I can't quite do that yet. I mean, I think of those three, I, I do like Watkins and Devontae as well above Gabriel, but again, it kind of hinges on whether or not Sanu plays. And at that point, man, that that's tough. You almost have to still go the other two. I mean, Gabriel Gabriel's a, a really, you know, catch fire kind of guy. You know, yeah. but he he could have, you know, he always has to thirty yards and, and two touchdowns yeah. um, on like four catches, or he could have four catches for twenty nine yards. So yeah, um, I, I think Watkins is he's gonna play. He he's trying to prove himself at the end of this season. Um, he's got a great matchup. And and Adams has a great matchup as well, so I think you got to lean towards those guys. They're they're yep. overall a little more proven. The only knock I would have on Adams is that he's gone good week, bad week, good week, bad week, good week, bad week. I thought about that. I did think about that, weeks. but you can't. And you just can't do it. This is his turn. This is his turn to be a bad week. <laughs> but I, I just. I don't I don't see it against Chicago who he put up a huge game against earlier this season. So Yep. I couldn't agree more there. So um anyway that's it we've got for the show. Um good luck in your semifinal matchups. Hopefully if you're listening you're you're actually still in it. So hopefully you will be back next week to listen to us um uh, rant a little bit about some, some things that are piss us off this season and <laughs> and uh you know give you a little bit of advice for week 16 although if you're there i'm guessing you if you're there you you, you, you probably, you've probably got done it all right on your own so yeah no <laughs> yeah. kidding so that's if all you I've haven't got. figured it out and you're there kudos to you <laughs> yeah no kidding uh like like the uh the family member in my friends and family who drafted justin tucker in the fourth round and had the best record in the, in the whole league have no idea how that happened. No idea how that <laughs> happened. Um, anyway, I'm moving on from that one. Uh, yeah, so that's all I've got. And see you all next week. All right. We out.